as entrepreneurs, we are social beings and we know to create any value in the world, we have to connect with others. Well, it's easier said than done. And I gotta tell you, I have a remarkable fellow entrepreneur, remarkable author, number one bestseller uh, on Amazon, Social Wealth is his book. We'll talk about it later, but I mean, he sold over 40,000 copies of this. He is the expert. 20 years of experience working with some of the top CEOs. And I gotta tell you, uh, being in Silicon Valley, you know, I know some of them he's worked with, Steve Jobs, Mark Hurd. I mean, these are not necessarily the easiest ones and those connections. And one of the things he's walking is talk. We're gonna talk about how you can connect and so on. And he's done over 400 podcasts, radios, TV shows. I mean, he is very much the expert and he's sought after. He's got a law degree, we won't hold that against him, but he also has a master's in communication from one of the number one schools in media, branding and influence. You do not wanna miss this because you're gonna see the power of social capital. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. I am so excited to have you here. We've got a mutual friend in uh, Jessica Rhodes and Jessica suggested I should uh, have you on. And when I looked at your book and everything you're doing, and then we've had a chance to talk before this, I was kind of blown away with that I didn't know who you were until I got the introduction. And that's one of the big challenges we all have as an entrepreneurs, which we'll talk about. But first of all, thank you for joining us. Hey, well, thanks for having me on the show and speaking to your fantastic tribe. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is. You know, we're creating a community, and this is a mastermind of really fellow entrepreneurs, Jason, and, and they're all having success, but we could be even more successful in serving our, each of our communities, our clients, our uh, customers. But w what I'd like to start out with, and it's kind of tradition here, is a little bit of the backstory, because, I mean, you I don't know how you were at five years old, but I know I wasn't the best at social capital <laughs> interaction and everything else. How, how did you get started on this journey? You know, I've always been an extrovert, and I think part of it was growing up. My mom worked overnight as a nursing anesthesiologist, so I was on my own. So I had to do everything by myself. My parents got divorced. I didn't have any family close by, and I didn't have any siblings. So. When you have to do things for yourself, you know, through all your schooling, through high school, by yourself, most of the time, you start having to like get out and do things, be social, try to find connections, try to find things and figure things out on your own. And it's through other people that you do that. So it really started, you know, back then. Well, and, and when did you, did you go ahead and did you make, uh, you know, I mean, you're learning it and we're getting the foundation. And as we get that, I mean, did you know at that point, like you went to school, this was the area you wanted to focus and, you know, you've been doing this work for a while now. How did that come about? Well, you know, growing up in high school, I went to a Jesuit high school and the mantra of the school was being a man for others and serving other people. So that's something that really helped me because a lot of people get a lot of social anxiety because they're worried about what other people are perceiving of them 
But when you're in the spirit of giving, helping, and inspiring other people, you just go out and talk to people and do things because that's what you do. And you don't have all this anxiety or worry or attachment to all these outcomes. You just go out to help people in everything that you do. And that really helped me you know, growing up and doing things through high school and college and elsewhere because, you know, I just focused on how can I be of service to other people? And that really helped me figure out how to make the connections with people, how to do different things, how to take more risks associated with building relationships and meeting people than I think normal people would do. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's and really it's coming back to the Jesuit. I was raised Catholic at Jesuit school as well. And it's kind of interesting is when you you get comfortable with this concept. I mean, we're all insecure. I mean, we're varying different degrees of Definitely. insecurity, but we're all insecure. Uh, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, just a person that comes with the package. Yes. But you know, this when you change it around, I don't care what religion, spiritual you are, but when you start thinking outside of yourself and you're gonna be of service, and really as entrepreneurs, the only way we create value is being of service of someone else. Yes. All of a sudden, you know, those dynamics change and it's and, and it's really powerful. And I think that's one of the missing elements so often as entrepreneurs, we, we sometimes think we have to be perfect in everything we do. And, you know, there's no way that we're going to be and, and nobody believes you're gonna be perfect. And once you make that change, as you said, to be authentic and who you are and to serve, boy, you could really take off. You can, because the reality is, is I've, under, I've interviewed hundreds of successful entrepreneurs and, you know, I asked them a question, you know, the first time you do anything, how many times out of 10 times are you right? And they told me between five to seven things that they do for the first time that they're wrong on, or they take a major misstep, whatever that might be. So I think in life, you've got to realize that life is about, you know, taking the leap of faith for the experience, not for the landing, because eventually when you land, you're going to have to pivot because most of the time you're not right. And you have to learn from that and figure out what to do. And the same thing is like building relationships and being social, right? I mean, you have to go out and try different things with people. And that's one of the things that I've always treated it as is an experiment, right? If I try something, you know, whether it works or not, it really doesn't matter. I'll learn something from it. And I may never meet that person again. So why does it matter anyways? And that's really helped me figure out a lot of things that I could do in a repeatable fashion to meet a lot more people and build deeper relationships with people throughout the course of my life. And it's been pivots. I've been learning stuff, you know, incrementally over time. And that's kind of helped me. And I still do it today. I still try different stuff do do different things when I'm out and I just see if things work or they don't work. And then I use the things that work more and less of the things that don't. No, and it's well, and it's, it's so funny as entrepreneurs, we all do that. I mean, the market tells us it's a great feedback mechanism yes. for business, but we don't think about it on the social side. And then once we start kind of testing things and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And, you know, the single most powerful word in really communication marketing is next. I mean, if it doesn't work, you know, try something else. And, uh, you know, but one of the things we want to do, Jason, I want to leverage off your experience. And, sure. you know, how do you go about, let's just start with lessons learned because, you know, you, you've, you've, you do a lot of speaking, you're out there, you know, really communicating, wrote a great book. and. And building these social, emotional, influential, you know, communication skills. I mean, this is where people get a little uncomfortable. How do they do it on purpose? How do how do you become that expert, you know, kind of 
out there in this communication? Well, I think the first thing is you have to realize is these, all these skill sets are learned behaviors. Sure, you can have some innate ability and growing up if you're in a more social household, that does help you. But it doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or extrovert, when you get out in the real world past college, you're operating on your own and you're forging new ground. So the reality is, is everyone's on somewhat of an equal footing. And the difference is some people practice it and some people don't. And what happens with most people is they take this really personally. They go out and they meet someone and if they don't have a great experience, well then they think it's all about them and someone doesn't like them. They don't take in consideration, well that person may be having a bad day, you know, something may have happened to them. And so that's how we take these interactions with individuals that we meet. And it really creates problems because then people don't want to go out and meet people. They feel bottled up. They start, you know, falling back and leaning too hard on social media and doing things where they're not building the in-person skill sets that we need to have. Well, let's, let's just talk about that a little bit, Jason, because, you know, when we say social capital, what so often, you know, our fellow entrepreneurs think is, oh, you know, Jason and John are going to talk about social media and that, geez, I don't have, you know, a million followers on Facebook or 10,000 LinkedIn, you know, uh, close friends type thing. And, you know, the, the key is that that's, you know, really social capital. I mean, there can be a part of it social media, but that's not what you're talking about here. Yeah, it's really the value of your connections and then the indirect connections, I mean, the connections through the people that you know. And the reality is, is that that makes it pretty limitless for all of us. I and mean, we can access all of these different connections and you just have to learn how to do that and then how to ask to meet the people that they have in their lives. And some of it are through, you know, figuring out who those connections are. Some of it's just spending time with people and then you'll run into other people. So you just have to manage these connections and add value to them and do it in a little bit different way and you can really uh, fire up these connections on another level that most people don't. I think that a lot of people also just have a lot of misnomers because other people have told them that it takes a long time to build a relationship. You know, you can't access this, you can't do that. And the reality is an entrepreneur, you realize that anything's possible, you just haven't necessarily thought of it or you don't know how. But if you keep that in mind, you can really build a lot of connections, meet a lot of different people, and have a lot of success in your life doing it. It's just you've got to have a plan, a strategy, and then you know model after success, and then just keep doing it on a consistent basis. Well, let's let's talk about that. Let's say that some of our fellow entrepreneurs want to meet, you know, they want to connect with well-known influencers, potential strategic partners, because one of the things we know, Jason, if you're you're with the right person, I mean, I've. I've, yes. by having, you know, these great strategic alliances, and I've got a number of them, um, I have been worth millions to them, and they have been worth millions to me as well. And, you know, in some of them, I mean, it's really interesting, you know, it's not, um, you know, we weren't childhood friends. I mean, oftentimes we're able to start something very quickly. But, you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on how do we, you know, how do our fellow entrepreneurs go ahead and actually do this on purpose, connecting with someone? Because so often, it, you know, they, they, they don't think they can. Right. I think, first of all, you've got to get in the right room. Because if you're not in the right room with the right people, then it doesn't really matter. And I think that's a huge piece of it. We don't really understand where to go and what to do. 
And one of the things I figured out a while ago is the power of groups. So groups help you because people show up to them. They're usually more inviting. They have, you have a reason to be there. They'll introduce you to more people. It's easier to follow up because they'll come back to that group. And that's a real key concept here um, as busy people that we need to leverage. And on a local level, the best places to go typically are uh, through charity events, and through nonprofit, meaning museum, symphony, and opera, because that's where social influencers lie. That's where wealthy people are. That's where people who are making changes throughout the world are living and breathing when they go out and do things. And I mean, all you need to do is go look up the board of directors of charities in, or nonprofits in your area, and you'll see the influence that those people have and who are on there. Most people don't even know that they're in there. Well, that's a great opportunity to meet people through that. And so that's a local level, but then the other level is going to, you know, high-level conferences, masterminds, other groups that have all these influencers in because like-minded people go to these things consistently and they go to many of the same things. And so that's why a conference like the TED conference, if you look at the attendees, most of these people have been there at least 5, 10, 15, 20 or more years and they have gone every single year because of the value that people get out of those events in meeting up with people that they can't keep track of or that they want to meet new people and they know that environment is conducive to doing those things. So the first thing is you've got to figure out the rooms to be in before you do anything else. Otherwise, whatever skill sets you have, it's going to be really difficult to consistently meet the right people in the shortest amount of time. Yeah, Jason, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, this is one of the things that I, I've learned along the way of my career, too. I mean, I right currently, I, I spend over well over 100000 a year to be in a number of CEO groups and mastermind groups. I'm going uh, tomorrow for a two-and-a-half-day kind of a uh, race car in the dirt uh, uh, with a, a whole bunch of CEOs. So I do some of the social things with CEO yep. groups. I do some of the, uh, you know, a lot of masterminds solving each other's challenges. And this has been invaluable for me. I mean, I, it would be a huge difference in my level of success. The same in other businesses I've had where I was really actively involved in the associations. And, and I have been yep. involved in, you know, the local uh, charities as well. And and, you know, it's and it's if you go in for the right reason, I mean, there's a lot of people that join with just the idea that they're going to have this huge success. They're going to meet people instantly and make things happen. And it's all about them. And yes. I don't know what your experience has been, Jason, but mine has been when they do. Most of those people aren't there for the next meeting, let alone the next, you know, if it's a year program, a year uh, they're gone because uh, they just they don't fit in because they're attached to the outcome. And every time in life that it's just like if you take a leap of faith and you have to have this specific landing that you come into. If you don't make whatever that landing is, you're disappointed and you see that as failure and you see yourself as failure. And that leads to actually shame. And that's why people stop doing it because they take it personally as though there's some fault of their own. And that's the problem. And I think when you start being a service to other people, you don't worry about what the outcomes are because you know that the key is relationships are going to define your success and fulfillment in life. And so the key is, and the first relationship is with yourself. And so that's the problem with people like that. When they get attached to the outcome, they're worried about external validation and comparison with other people. And that leads them to do things 
that are going to end up not being positive for them and, all, and pretty negative eventually because people will look at them as takers or someone that are matchers, not people that are giving in the spirit of giving because they want to help and inspire other people. And that always falls apart. And people can see that because their authenticity meter starts to go way down. And most of our communication is nonverbal, so people can sense that. They can feel when things are off. We've all been at a point where you've met someone and you thought, there's something wrong with that person, or we can tell that they're looking to get something from us, or we feel uneasy, or you know, our emotions become high sensitivity. These things people can tell. So I think the first thing is you've got to learn that you have to give to other people without wanting anything in return. Now, you have to have boundaries. It's not endless giving, but you need to lead with giving. Because at the end of the day, the thing about leading with giving that's so powerful for people is that if you don't know someone and you do that, what you do is psychologically put yourself in someone's inner circle. Because the only people that actually give first, typically for most people, are people that are close to them. Their best friends, business partners, you know, co-executives, their family, uh, deep friendships, whatever it might be. So it's a real powerful way when you're going into you know, groups or meeting people to start doing that. And giving could be something small. It could be an idea. It could be a book. It could be a contact. It could be just following up with that person. Well, and so often, I mean, I find some of the most valuable things, Jason, you know, when I, in the masterminds I'm in, is just somebody giving me an introduction or, you know, a solution yes. of what they've had. And, you know, that, I mean, I hadn't thought about it the way you said it, where it's like family or friends that do it. I mean, there's a friendship that's right away. And, you know, the more giving. Now, one of the key things, and you said it earlier, and I just want to reiterate it, is you got to be in the right rooms because you can, there are certainly a lot of people that are just takers that, you're, yes. are not going to be good for you. Well, they're not going to be in any of the CEO groups, long-term players or mastermind groups or, you know, social yep. type things and charities that you talked about. And this is where to really think about something you're, I, at least for me, I, that's something I'm passionate about that I know I can contribute, but that I'll learn, I'll get connections from that I want to be involved in a long time. And boy, the social capital just takes off. It does. And the groups weed these people out. And so that's the great thing about it. That's why these groups are so powerful. And that's an important thing. So you don't necessarily have to worry about it as much because they will eventually take care of themselves and leave. Because other people will ferret them out and will either ask them to leave or they're going to have to modify their behavior to the group. And so that will work also in your favor. Well, and let's talk about another area of social capital where, you know, one of the things that's so important as fellow entrepreneurs is to go ahead and really, you know, influence other people, you know, and, and a lot of times it's inspiring them to take the right actions, you know, for themselves. But, you know, how, how do how can we get better as entrepreneurs and skilled at influencing people? Jason. Well, I think one of the key things is when you're trying to influence other people, you have to gravitate and move through different sort of coaching styles with them and also build some fundamental relationship in the beginning. And that's the hard thing for most people is they can't really jump around very quickly. They're not very agile and they're always worried about what they're going to get out of their relationship and how to impress someone else, especially if it's someone influential that they actually want to influence. And so what I tell people is if you understand the basic tenets of how to build a relationship, you can then create enough intrigue for someone to follow up with you. And it's really based on rapport, 
It's based on likability and trust. And when you can build enough of that in an engagement, and you can do that within five minutes or less, you can build enough intrigue for someone to want to follow up with you and prioritize you no matter what level that person is. And the key thing is when you're talking about rapport is you either can do it two ways, verbally or non-verbally. I won't go over non-verbal, but non-verbal people like Amy Cuddy, um, professor at Harvard, talks about body language. You know, Tony Robbins talks about NLP. And there's a lot of things you can do there. For most people, that's a difficult step initially because there's a lot you have to do and it can take away really from building a relationship because you can be uh, not present in the relationship because you're trying, worried about how you can perfect that. But the second part in building rapport, which is finding common ground with someone quickly, right? And that's the key. We've all had situations where we've met people who we've all of a sudden felt that instant click like we've known them a thousand years. Well, the problem is that most people can't do that in a repeated fashion. And the key thing is they're not asking the right questions to find that connection. Because building rapport, the key is, is an emotional connection with someone and asking them questions that they care about the most because then they're going to like you more because they have an opportunity to talk about what they like and what they want to talk about. So I love asking, you know, two sets of questions. One, you know, what's exciting that's going on in your life right now? Because then you find out what that person's actually got high on their list and you can talk about it. Or you can ask them a question, you know, what are you passionate about? Like what projects are you working on that you're passionate about in your life? Because either one is a deep emotional connection right there. And when you're Thinking about relationship building, you have to think about it. Is emotions are driving the car, and behavior and cognition are in the back seat. And that's what people keep forgetting. That's the key thing, emotional connection. And then at that point, the great thing is you built common ground because you're finding the common ground where that person cares about the most. So that's a huge anchor that you're putting in the ground with that person. And when it comes to likability, the quickest answer is listening. I mean, we just don't listen. We try to sell ourselves to other people instead of just actually being present and listening and not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's you know for dinner, what you're doing next, what the person across the room is. If you're actually present with someone, you create a very strong bond because, again, very few people are present and listen. I mean, I found out from doing this hundreds of thousands of times, little that I had to say to other people, and they didn't even know me and started to like me a lot more. I remember when I started doing this in Dallas, I started going out and people would introduce me as like, Jason's this great guy, wonderful person, he's the mayor of Dallas. And I know that there were people, a lot of them, that I didn't, I, they knew maybe a couple things about me. Probably I met them 30 minutes or less, and I may have spoken five minutes right around there, pretty, pretty minimal time. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't believe people would say that. But it's because of the power of actually listening and being present. And the third thing is trust. And the easiest way to trust is uh, the three the components of it are reliability, sincerity, and competency, and then caring. And caring by far is the most important thing. If people know that you care about them, they'll do anything for you. And how do you care? You lead with giving. And that's really what you do. And we talked about that before. And if you just lead with giving, and giving could be giving your time, could be your smile, could be anything. It doesn't have to be something that's complex or difficult, right? And if you don't know how in the moment, just get someone's business card and send them a book that you love, right? Or a magazine article or something. I mean, you don't have to even spend a dime on it. But the key is, is to do that in the process and you'll create enough intrigue and your relationship will be off to the races. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is amazing, Jason, how little you have to do to really connect with someone. I mean, it's yes. you know, sometimes I'm embarrassed it's so little. And, and I, I just want to go to, I mean, 
I do ask people when I'm, you know, I, I would say I'm not an extrovert. I'm not an introvert. I'm kind of in between. And what, uh, when I, I go, I wouldn't go to social invest unless there was a real good reason to do that. It's something I care about. But, yep. you know, asking somebody what they're, you know, what, what's exciting in life. I ask, you know, what are you passionate about? You're doing right now. Well, I mean, all of a sudden you just see the energy level go up, they share, yep. and usually it's pretty interesting. I mean, people don't talk about their passion about doing something, you know, collecting matchbook covers. I haven't had that one, but I mean, you know, it's, there, there's always something it's like, and you can build that rapport really quickly. And ask questions about it, right? Because the easiest thing, is, that's the easiest follow-up questions to ask are what something like that, because people can go on and on and on about that, which is great. So you don't have to do much talking so frankly, if you're an introvert, it's way easier for you because you don't have to think about what to say or how to try to impress someone or figuring out how to describe your background because they'll do almost all the talking themselves. Well, so that's why this is so they're great. Gonna, and they're going to think you're really smart, Jason, because, of course. <laughs> because they're talking about their yes. most favorite subject themselves. Exactly. Let, let's take it just a little different level. I mean, one of the things as entrepreneurs we all have is we have teams. And, you know, we think of social capital for connections and all of this for the outside world. But I mean, it's really important for our team as well. And how, how do we influence the performance of our team members? Yeah, it's just something that I've been working with clients and I'm rolling out a pretty, uh, you know, innovative program with a really large client here. And it's about really spending more consistent time with people in groups of people, meaning executive level people underneath that and building a level of trust with people that you care about them and create deep emotional bonds with people both personally and professionally because the reality is there's no work-life balance it's work-life integration and what people don't do and mo they start this and they stop it all the time so what they'll do is they'll have an off-site once a year and they don't do anything else and then some people might go to lunch with each other or happy hour at coffee but it's really not haphazard and then what happens is, is you have an executive team or teams of people that are fractured. They don't work as well together. They don't have common bonds. And the reality is the more we care about the people around us, the more harder we'll work because we don't want to let them down. And that really matters a lot. So the key is like one executive or what the company I'm working with is we're going to have a program starting with the top couple layers is every six weeks we're going to do an activity just with those level of people and they're going to be opportunities for people to really share things about themselves also to have fun and it's going to be a combination of that so you can be vulnerable people can get to know each other they can talk about common ground experiences in their life and really get to know each other on a much deeper level over a period of time and that allows people then to talk to each other, care about it. If someone's not having a good day or they see there's problems, the teams then can help themselves without having the senior leader have to step in. And these things work all the time because, you know, our social problems and our personal problems come into the business and cost businesses massive amount of money. And so you need to have help and you need people who care. And also when you do this, you can be much more vulnerable. You can actually show up and be seen as yourself and share your failures and success with other people and not worry about people laughing at you, thinking you're an idiot, mocking you, or thinking less of you. And that really creates an opportunity 
for people to perform at a much higher level because they can be innovative, they can be creative, they can throw out ideas, and all that stuff is what leads to more profitability and more revenue in an organization. No, I, I think that's so powerful, Jason. I mean, I think of every high-performing team I've ever been part of and a number of them I've led, but it's always been, you know, we've built those relationships. And, and one of the things you said that just really resonated with me is we didn't want to let the other people down. I mean, we just, you know, we, we were, you know, there was just no way that was going to happen. And, and talk about high performance that the, you know, the team will rise to the occasion. It's just amazing. But let me go to another segment. And this is the book of the day. And I want to put up on the screen uh, your book, Social Wealth, How to Build Extraordinary Relationships by Transforming the Way We Live, Love, Lead, and Network. Jason, that, that's really powerful. I mean, tell us what's in the book. Well, I go through, you know, some stories about myself. And, you know, I learned from my dad that, you know, on his deathbed that, you know, he really told me not to waste my life and really build relationships. Because end of the day, that's the only thing that matters when you're in your last hours and you're looking back through your life. And it's something that really stuck with me, you know, the last few years, especially and so I, I go through, you know, where to go, what to do, how to meet people, the psychology behind it, you know, the social capital and why that works and why you have to invest in this over time um, and everything from business application to some personal application to leveraging conferences and events. And pretty much I want to make it a blueprint so someone could read through the book and then if they were on the road or they were going somewhere, they could quickly flip through and read the things that were valuable to them. I took out a lot of the fluff. I took out a lot of the stories because I found that other books just weighed me down, right? They're 300 pages. You can't get through them or to look at them again and find information is impossible. So my goal in writing it was to have a book that was under 150 pages, which it is, and to make it really just a blueprint that was simple to do and use and things that I had tested out myself I tested on clients, and I knew that worked, and it worked well. And I talked to other people on the little things they were doing and then added them in as well to give you expert opinion from people all across the world that are doing this in a multitude of venues from, from you know, people that were in financial world, from the art industry, from Hollywood, from everywhere else, and really just combine it together in one place so people could really you know, just be successful in both of their relationships. No, Personally and professionally. Yeah, I mean, and you did. And what I love is very actionable. And that's, you know, really, if we're going to create value, the way we create value is by taking action. And you know, I encourage everybody to, I mean, one of the things about books is for the amount of effort that goes in to buy a book at the prices they are today, um, it's the best value in town. But let me go to the next uh, segment, which is resources. And and Jason, I'm pulling up your website and tell, tell us a little bit about, you know, how, what you do and, you know, kind of, you've got, you know, the CEO secret weapon, you know, how can you help our fellow entrepreneurs if they want to reach out directly to you? Sure. Well, you can go to my website. It's my first name, last name. Uh, it's jasontreu.com. That's jasontreu.com. 
And really what I do is I work from individuals and groups and do some sales leadership training and I operate from the principle of working from the inside out that the number one relationship you have to have is with yourself and then with the external world. And so part of when I go in is a little bit mini therapy, mini psychology, because the key thing is your blind spots are the things that are holding you back. And there are the things that if you can't see, you will never get better and you will eventually hit a plateau. And that's a really important thing. And along with it, there are patterns underneath it that are not serving you anymore. We call those survival patterns. And those are things that are keeping you safe. And really, those are the things that if you don't identify those survival patterns, you need to turn them into patterns of purpose. And you have to do that through a variety of exercises and actions to take. And then when you get out in the real world, you'll be able to be vul more vulnerable, more authentic, be able to speak your own truth, and be able to be generous within boundaries, which makes you extremely powerful. And I have a lot of clients, and they've had some major breakthroughs from doing this, and it's much different than other coaches do, because most business and executive coaches won't go do the inside-out theory, because it's a lot harder. And if you don't get it right, then that's a problem with staying on with a client for a longer period of time. But I want my clients to be authentic in the things that they do and be themselves and be powerful as their unique self and not try to be someone else or not trying to copy some other skill sets to fit it in to what their purview of the world is. So, you know, I do that with individuals and with groups and with salespeople. And, you know, I find things to be uh, fun and interesting, illuminating. You learn a lot about your patterns and your past and also it allows you to take massive action and get a lot more hungry and passionate and enthusiastic about what's happening around you to get the evidence all this stuff is going to work. Yeah, that's great, Jason. I mean, it's it's one of the things I'd encourage everyone to do is that you really, you know, <laughs> you know, being your authentic self. We're all a little weird and, uh, you know, we're insecure, we're weird, all this. You got to celebrate that because that's what makes you unique and what people want are to work and connect with real people and you know services yes. jason what you're doing to help people do that i mean and you know we're only one connection away oftentimes from some big breakthroughs in life but we got to let yep. them happen yes and that's the challenge right you have to have these connections and you don't know how to do them and eventually what happens if you don't do the things like you're doing, investing in yourself and meeting other people, and I see this all the time, and it pretty much without fail will happen to every person who doesn't do this. They'll eventually reach a point where they hit a point where they're plateauing and then things are going downhill, and eventually they'll hit their rock bottom. And you don't want to do that. You want to take proactive action now and be joining these group and investing in yourself because you don't have to have that precipitous fall. But the problem is most corporate executives and successful people, after they've done something successful, they don't know what to do next. And if they don't have that next thing in line and the next level set up, they, they go to negative behaviors, meaning they'll go out drinking more, they'll go do things like gambling, they'll go waste their time. There's other things, and then they create drama and problems in their life because they gotta have something going on. And eventually what happens is they fall off the side of the cliff. And I've yet to see that not happen, right? And the other thing that happens too is very successful people have very difficult times being successful twice in a row. They usually do something the next time that's not because their ego gets in the way and their blind spots and they're unable to connect the dots. And these are things that if you do them will save you a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of heartache, and a lot of problems. But people just don't gravitate towards this naturally, especially people that are in corporate America. I mean, entrepreneurs do it as well, but corporate America people are far worse. 
Yeah, I mean, this is why I love being part of groups because they can kind of call you on the BS and everything else yes. along the way. And, and you know, I have empirical research for everything you just said being true. You know, the, the failed businesses, failed relationships and all that because, you know, we do let our ego and we don't have, we're not part of a community, a group and the right group to propel this. So let me do this, uh, Jason, I wanna thank you for uh, being on AES Nation. You know, go to the website, I've got the website above. And really, you know, we've got the transcript, we've got the show notes and so on, but let me go and cover kind of, uh, you know, what I would call my, my key takeaways from what Jason shared. And I've got a bunch of notes here. I mean, number one, I wanna be successful on purpose. And this is where I'm gonna learn these social wealth skills, social capital, uh, to really connect with people and do it consistently. And Jason had, you know, um, uh, you know, a really, you know, a whole bunch of ideas. And I'd go through the transcript and actually highlight some of the conversation, the wording that he, he shared with us. And the second thing, I, I wanna connect with movers and shakers, the influencers, the strategic partners. And you know, one of the problems with connecting with fellow entrepreneurs, particularly high level ones, is they're typically in business. They're, they're just running hard, <laughs> but they do take time to get together in different CEO groups involved socially, so on, you know, charities and that, things that they care about. Well, be part, you know, be very selective, be successful on purpose, find the right groups to hang out that you can give first and receive later. Also, Take, you know, and listen to what Jason was sharing on influencing other people. I mean, it's, you know, classic no like, and trust, but you've really got to be able to share that you care about them. And one of the best ways to do that, to have empathy is to listen and you connect. And then yep. these lessons of really, you know, they work for the outside world, but they work even more powerfully for the inside, your team. They want to help you. They want to be successful. Show them who you really are. Jason, this has been great. I, I really appreciate all the help. I encourage everybody to go get your book. And you know, if it's applicable to them, to reach out because it's a tremendous resource you are, Jason. Wish you hey, the best thanks. of success. Thanks for having me on the show. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.